show with Bob back on today. I want to help you guys make better decisions at the gym, especially when you are starting off or if you are having trouble with some of the stuff you've already been doing. So today I'm going to give you guys the five things that I think are the most crucial things to pay attention to and it's probably the five things that I see done uh, wrong the most often. Uh, these are things that I think are really valuable from an overlooking perspective. So they're not really uh, detailed tactical, but they are things that if we don't have these things in place from the start, we're likely to fall off course pretty quickly. And we want to make sure that we're not just wasting our time at the gym. So the first thing I would tell you to do uh, is to make sure that you're not going too hard too early. Uh, oftentimes, a lot of us are jumping into the gym for the first time. It's not been, it's not something we've been doing for many years. It's not something we've been doing for a very long time. And we generally just try to increase the amount of weight we're lifting or the volume that we're subjecting to our body very quickly, very early on. So. Uh, one of the things you want to really pay attention to, though, when you are at the gym and when you are starting off at the gym is that that first, I would say, probably um, five to six weeks is where you're going to notice the most drastic change in strength. Uh, it seems a little it seems a little too good to be true. And a lot of us kind of try to maintain that trend, that upward spike. Um because it's such a rewarding feeling, right? You know, you you start off at the gym, you can't do those 20s, and all of a sudden you're at 40 in six weeks, and you're like, wow, I doubled my weight. In six weeks, I should be at 60, and all of a sudden it's been six weeks more, and you're like, I'm kind of just barely cracking 50. Well, the reason that's going to happen is that our body uh, is actually capable of doing a lot more than we think it is. Our, it's just trying to protect ourselves at the beginning. And the first six weeks is where all of that neurological change is going to happen. The musculature is going to start changing. Uh, and we actually have a quite a bit more room to grow. Uh, so you're going to notice the biggest change right at the beginning. And you want to make sure you don't kind of expect the same trend to continue later on. So make sure that you're not going too hard too early, especially at that six week mark. The second thing I would tell you to not do is to live on the cardio machine. A lot of us live on the cardio machine when we're trying to lose weight. And this is actually something that came up in a discussion with uh, one of my clients this past week, we were discussing um, what is the best alternative or what is the best solution or uh, exercise tool that we can use uh, exercise kind of I guess, path we can take towards getting ourselves to lose weight. Um, this particular client was trying to shed some weight and wanted to figure out what the best way was, what they should be doing. Should they be focusing on weights or cardio? Uh, and I know a lot of individuals jump onto the cardio machines and kind of live and die by that as a way to kind of shed some weight. And a lot of the a lot of that comes from one of two things, either the thought that cardio is the end all be all of weight loss. And two, there might be even a fear of the unknown of what weights are going to do, whether it's going to change your body for the worse, or you're just a little fearful of it. So you want to really make sure you figure out where you are. In either case, what you don't want to do is just live on the cardio machines. The reason you don't want to live on them is because cardio machines are really good at burning calories without destroying a lot of muscle tissue so you can do it quite often and you can do it for a very extended period of time without tremendously breaking down tissue and having to take a long period of rest so 
what that does is that kind of causes us to want to stay there and do it often because within a couple of weeks we get a quite a bit better at it and we tend to just kind of like doing it and we feel like we're because we're burning a lot of calories and because we're getting a nice sweat in that it's actually doing really good it's it's actually doing a lot of good for us now this is true cardio was cardio is actually really good a lot of individuals um a lot of people that i've been listening to lately or been watching lately are really um you know, alienating cardio and saying that it's actually the worst thing you can do and it's not really going to help you lose weight. That's not entirely true. Um, cardio has a huge impact on your weight loss because it's, like I said, it's going to burn so many calories. But what you don't want to do is live on it because what weight training is going to offer you is growth in muscle tissue. You want to increase the amount of, uh, the amount of calories you burn by basically doing nothing. And that's what uh, training your muscles and getting bigger muscles is going to do for you. It's going to help burn more calories. Uh, it's going to require more calories to be burned post-workout because of the muscle tissue, uh, muscle tears, and the recovery process. So you want to maintain, you want to get that benefit out of that. What I would recommend, though, is that even if you are losing weight, and this is the suggestion I gave to my client, was make sure that you're actually opting for more work, for more weight training than you are cardio if you have an odd number of days that you're going to the gym. For instance, if you're only heading to the gym three times and you don't have enough time to really do both, then I would uh, I would rather you do favor weight training over cardio because in weight training, we can actually circuit it and get kind of that cardio aspect out of it as well. Uh, and you should and then what you can do from there is just kind of tack on some cardio in between and add that and on that third day or that middle day, do the cardio portion of your of your I guess workout routine. Um, and in that sense, I would say offset them, but as much as you can try to balance it out. So don't over don't over indulge on that cardio, but don't completely alienate it and forget about it completely. It's bringing you a lot of value. The third thing you're going to want to do is make sure that you're maintaining a significant amount of variety in your workouts. Now, uh, I did speak about this at some point talking about how to mix things up and why you should mix things up. I think it's I think it goes without saying that mixing things up is actually extremely crucial for uh, for progressing quickly in workouts. And the reason you want to vary things up is because that our body tends to find the simplest way to get something done. So if you're rounding the shoulders forward, uh, you know, your muscles are going to start finding a way to, to get comfortable doing that. Likewise, if you're if you are doing, let's say a bench press, well, then your body's just going to get comfortable just pressing that weight away. It's not really going to try to learn anything else. It's going to want to stay comfortable and do as little extra work or as little new work as possible so that you can just get what you need done done without actually doing too much more and actually causing a disruption. You kind of want to disrupt your body as much as possible, keep it learning, keep it growing, keep your brain learning, and that's going to be the best way for you to progress with your workouts. The fourth thing is balance. Now, I did mention balancing and cardio and trying to, you know, off, if you are offsetting them and trying to balance them out as much as you possibly can if you have that opportunity. But what I mean by balancing out is by balancing out the way you're training and the muscle groups you're focusing on. I try to balance, uh, I try to balance out movements. And the reason I balance out movements is because when I deal with athletes, I tend to not be able to just sit there and go, okay, I want to work pecs today and I want to work biceps today. For me, it's very much I'm trying to work the pressing movement. I want to make sure I'm balancing out my pulling movements. So 
like just as much as I want to balance the push and the pull, I want to make sure that I'm balancing the movement patterns. So my pushing diagonally, my pushing over my head, uh, those types of things. And I want to make sure that I'm getting a lot of balance between upper body and lower body. You know, hockey players are extremely strong in the legs. Uh, they're not the they're not the most uh, you know, I guess, dominant athletes in the legs versus upper body and the most unbalanced athletes, uh, you know, but in their sport, legs is such a huge component because they're constantly skating where you don't really spend all that much time with the puck on your stick. You spend most of your time skating around. So your legs are doing a significantly larger amount of work. Now, when that's the case, what you want to do is you want to try to balance out those movements. Likewise, for someone like you that's probably just heading to the gym, just trying to stay in shape, you want to make sure you balance out upper and lower body. You want to balance out your movement patterns, your pushing, your pulling. Uh, and the reason for that is that if you completely separate your body in two, and the connecting point becomes that core, well, then your core is going to work based on the opposite side. What I mean by that, because I might have been a little confusing, if you're running or if you're trying to kick a ball or if you're trying to jump, well, your lower body is actually seeking out a lot of balance from your upper body and your core is that junction point. Now, if you have an imbalance where there is a lot more strength coming from your lower body and your upper body isn't really balanced out in terms of force to balance out that movement, especially if you're trying to do something ballistic, like if you're trying to swing a golf club or trying to swing a baseball bat, something like that. I'm trying to go extreme so you guys get the, get the, uh, the point I'm trying to make. If you're doing something like that, what's actually happening is that your core is going to be the, the, the component of the part of your body that's actually going to try to stabilize that as much as possible. And you may actually hurt yourself because of that imbalance from having one movement pattern a lot stronger than the other. Now, I was talking about upper and lower body, but that same thing holds true for, let's say, quad and hamstring. You know, quad and hamstring imbalances are like one of the biggest, biggest, biggest things in injuries now, especially in ACL tears, because we always talk about, you know, how stable is that knee and how strong is that quad to hamstring ratio where a lot of people are pulling their hamstrings and then hurting themselves and so on and so forth. So we want to always maintain that balance. Now, the last point I'm going to make is something that's a little bit more personal for me. It's always asking for help. Now, going to the gym, being new to the gym is often a very, uh, a very tough time for people. You know, they're very excited, but at the same time, they're a little nervous because they don't know if they're going to be able to stick with it or not. And oftentimes we just try to find ourselves into a little corner, get comfortable, get as comfortable and as quickly as possible as we possibly can. And we don't try to venture into new things that don't explore in the gym. And that's where you can end up hurting yourself by a not adding variety and B, not really allowing yourself to explore things that are going to help you get to your goal quicker. So make sure that you are potentially seeking out some help if you really don't know. Ask a trainer, get a professional help. I do it with my video editing stuff. I do it with my podcasting stuff. I do it with, you know, any of my business stuff. I try to get help from the people that I know are going to be better at that than me and that can help me out because it's only going to get me better. Okay, guys, I really appreciate you guys uh, listening to my stuff. You know, if you guys can drop a comment, subscribe if you're watching this on YouTube, and give me some feedback, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening again. I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. And until that next time, keep building that foundation. For more fitness tips, tricks, and ideas, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Bobak Owen. That's B-A-B-A-K-O-W-E-N. 
Music for the Foundation First Fitness Show provided by Beware of Darkness. You can find them on Spotify and iTunes.